Welcome in to the Vinyl Community Podcast. Freestyle. And freestyle. Boom, boom. All right. All right. Now let me get, dig on the dirt, right? Should I name some names, Chance? You know, well, well, well listen, I put the freestyle out the beans. How free is it? <laughs> well, I was, I, was, I was a bit specific, too. You know, I mean, Esposito, come on. Dude, you're trying to do a shootout with only two copies? You've done better before. <laughs> There's times when he will pull out eight to ten copies and he does a shootout. This one was clearly, I need to sell this. This is going to sell out. So come and buy it from me. You didn't do your homework. So you get a fail for that. So you're losing points. I respect the man. He has knowledge. And when I watch a shootout from him, I expect him to pull out at least five to six copies because I know he has them and he's done his homework. That was lazy. And all he's saying is buy it for me. It's the best you'll ever hear it. Guys, I mean, so I, on that note, I don't even think I have a drop for that hot take. I got to be honest, uh, Arnaldo. I'm looking in, in my my drops, and I don't see a fire alarm. I don't see uh, uh, the, the crackling sound of molten wood. So I, I need to have that one for next week. Uh, spins. What are you going to say, Arnaldo? Is do you find that it's is that consistent across people that have stores? You know, like they have some skin in the game, kind of a thing. Well, or is that not a factor? Re- there's another retailer. I enjoy his t- his channel a lot. Um, he's a really great guy. Started from nothing, selling records from the back of his trunk, and now is a huge influencer. Okay, and I I enjoy him. But is, is it a guy with a beard? <laughs> he hangs out. He hangs out with Chatty Cakes lately, and oh, they're right. talking about rare blues records. I'm like, really? no so i don't know they they they, now it's starting to seem to me when you're when when i looked to your channel for insights on different versions and i would find that you did the homework and you did a really good job right and i respect you but then you rush it out to do something half-ass then i i start to question it you know I I will always question when somebody tells me, "Hey Jose, you have to buy the hoodie on the blowfish reissue." <laughs> Wait a second. What if I bought the hoodie and the blowfish oh, reissue? It's a one. It's a wonderful right. stout and jacket, and it's oh no, chance doing the final community intervention right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Listen, I got so excited that Acoustic Sounds was doing records made no. in the last thirty years that I did. I bought every single one of those. I bought the Stone Good. Temple. I bought Match. And did you buy the Crosby, Stills, and Nash? It's a double 45 RPM, mastered by Chris Bellman, a tip on jacket, 180 gram, triple A, bro. Did you say tip on jacket? Yeah, man. Oh, okay, so because of that, I, I, may, I, may, I thought I wasn't going to get it. But I watched Scott's review. Scott Wilson. And Scott Nothing matters. Great, great channel. Great yes, channel. He, very knowledgeable. And I know that when he does a listening session, a listening shootout, he will listen to various copies, very intentional notes, yep. and very descriptive when he's describing. Has the record ever came out on vinyl? Huh? 
has that record ever come out on vinyl? Which one? The CSNY? Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. The the Hootie's been out oh, two times. Yeah. Hootie's been out twice. I know. Don't ask then, me how. Then I, know. then I read Bremer's <laughs> review and he's praising it left and right. I don't know. Maybe he try he has to make up with Chad. Uh oh. Uh oh. Arnaldo, we got a problem. David Bianco, who couldn't join us, but oh yes, I did watch yours. I watched yours. I even commented on yours. I think. So, yeah, David. 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 He's chirping. He said Arnaldo didn't watch my seat. I did, That's David. Him. I oh. even commented. I asked you something else on your on your video. I think. But interesting. Yeah, and they all came to the same conclusion. Um, Inconclusive. No, and then the other night I actually played my original '69 copy, and I was like. You know, I they're right. It does sound like it has a um, little bit of distortion in the vocals <laughs> and the best record. Maybe it is not the best pressing, the first pressing, right? So I'm open to different opinions. And yeah, I'm not going to only go with one anymore. I'm going to listen to various people. Hey, I do want to, Caesar is one of the most positive guys in the community. He's, he, he's inching up to be on the Mount Rushmore, nicest guys. He's in the second tier right now. But Caesar, there's room to climb to the top. He says, hey, better that there are many reissues than none. Thankfully, we're educated record collectors, and we can make better decisions on what to buy or not. FOMO is a thing that we have no control over at times. But I think that is but, true. But when you have over a platform of over 40,000 viewers that may not all be educated enough to, to know the difference between the two, you have an upper hand, you have a little bit of more power, let's call it that way, to influence them. Cachet? Is a cachet the right word? Yeah. I've never seen this record before. I, I don't know why That's I own the boat record. Is it a good record? Well, you never listened to it? No, I just find out that I have it here. Well, it's never going to be as good as the Atlantic 75 when it comes out in a few months. It's in, it's in Spanish. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> Estereo? So I'm giving you a preview of the next video that's going to be dropping by quite a few channels that will say that it's going to be better. Uh, I I have the Chris Bellman reissue of that. Dark Star? There's a there's a version of Dark Star there. I look, my, my, I, I'm glad that they're doing other stuff. Again, I, I just wish it was a little more out there or maybe I don't I don't know. It's just it's just, I don't know. It's like too much. I, I know people like jazz, but it's too much jazz, man, right now. Too much jazz. Listen, I'm on record, guys, as saying I am taking a step back, yeah. a conscious uncoupling from jazz this year. Not because I don't like the format or the genre, but I'm just oversaturated with there's just so much. And I only have so many hours in the day. And I like jazz to relax to, to cook to, to just chill. And I'm finding it, I had to be honest, stressful trying to find research on all this stuff. So then it's counterproductive because then I'm not enjoying it, right? Like I've, I feel like I've got my stuff in a nice place and I'm sure I'll pick up uh, a tone poet here or an OG there and, and that will continue. But the last couple of years, it, it's really wore me out. I got to be honest with you. It's tough. When I go to a record show, I don't even, and I see the jazz bin, I'm not even going to venture into it. Because I did that. That I was me this week. I, I don't have the knowledge yes. to discern because I'm a newbie, right? 
So I'm not going to go and buy a first pressing or, you know, an older pressing of a jazz record that I'm not familiar with that I, so I won't even, I'll just, you know, I'm happy with my blue note or the tone poet here and there, or the verve acoustic sound series. Um, so John Moreno raises a good point. He says, say no to the jazz bumps question mark. No, that's not, that's not what I'm saying. I think those guys do nice work. I think uh, what Brown can do, there's a lot of very good jazz specific or jazz centered channels. And I would implore anybody to watch them, do your research and, and, and make your own opinions. But those guys work hard and then they do a lot of research. So I'm not going to, I would not say no. I'm just saying that between so much information and so many reissues, I mean, literally they're pressing these things everywhere and anywhere. Anywhere they can get a license. Again, we talked about it earlier. John Coltrane, Love Supreme, again, Kind of Blue, again. I mean, lather, rinse, repeat. There's, yeah, again, that's just me. That's just me. And, and I saw PB Thaw said the same thing. He never goes to the Jasmines. At my local show this last weekend, I gave Travis a shout out earlier. Every, like, I rarely looked in any Jasmines because one, the OGs, if I'm looking for OGs, are expensive. And two, I only have so much bandwidth. I gotta be yeah. honest. Did you see my my the flip video at the record fair that I went to? Yeah, the Academy stuff. Yeah. Did you yeah, see yeah. did you see those jazz records that were on fire? I like okay, uh the first pressing of Way Out West, I don't know if it's gonna sound five hundred dollars worth. It's ridiculous. So it's not, it's not, it's not. I I feel like that's a different ball game. Like that's just for people that want to have the original. It's like sports sure. cards, right? You want a 10 that was graded by CGC or whatever it is. You know, you got to have that version of, and, and it'll hold its value presumably over time. But I just feel like there's listening and then there's like collecting it's in some cases, especially with jazz and especially with originals and especially with like blue note and prestige and, and impulse and stuff like that. I've been listening to jazz for Uh-oh. a decade. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And I, and I, oh, he's, he's, sorry, sorry Spins. David, I did watch your video. No, that's okay. No problem. I just didn't know if you knew I did one. No, no, I did watch your video. And I don't remember. I think I commented on it. But no, you yours is one of the opinions that I know I could trust because you will tell me what it sounds like. You'll describe yeah. the differences between the two or three records that um, you tested. So yeah, yeah. Scott, Scott. And he has two turntables, which I respect, David. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't even come which correct you? with that. I got to hold it in my little brain and be like, did I hear what I think I heard? <laughs> I went through that. I know what that's like. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I will say this, that I think that uh, as, as much as we can talk about like repressing and all that, I would say that 85% of the music that I, at least I listen to, I just has one pressing <laughs> or three perhaps so if if there's a lot of reissues of your music that's a great thing because there are records that i'm looking for that they just never re reused and uh yeah there's only that one copy that goes for a thousand bucks that you know well david david since you join us first of all thanks for joining us sure we missed you in the first hour, but uh, yeah. where, where do you? No, no, let me sorry about yeah. what. Um, what do you think about kind of what we've been talking about about the uh, the role of the, for lack of a better word, influencer in in what they are sharing? And and before you comment, I want to kind of set yeah. the table for you sure. because I think sure. I think a lot of people are coming from this at the right place. You know, they're passionate about it. They they mm -hmm. 
You know, there's no deception. There's nobody, at least anybody, I don't think anybody on this dais would say that they're literal snake oil salesmen. There are business interests. There are certain kind of angles, I think, to some of this. But but all in all, I think it, for the most part, it's coming from a nice place or a good place. What, what Where do you kind of land on this and, and the role of the influencer, especially some of the channels get larger and kind of diversify their interests? Where do you, where do you land on this? Well, you know, consistency and uh, transparency are pretty important to me. So, uh, you know, I really look for that in what they say and how they go about it. And if they talk about, like I always get, it's funny, I get people more and more who ask, what's the equipment you're using? And I'm going, well, it's like at the minute and 20 second mark in the video. So I think a lot of people listen to stuff and don't watch it. You know, mm. I've, I've started to notice, but uh, I, I just, yeah, I mean, I don't like to be uh, looking at it as if somebody's got, you know, uh, some kind of side hustle to why they're doing what they're doing, sure. you know, because I've honestly, I've had people who've made comments about something related to, you know, uh, acoustic sounds because of Chad, like, you know, you're not going to find a bad one. And I'm like, well, I found a few that I've said, you know, are you know, they're good, but, you know, is it worth the difference or, you know, whatever. So, sure. yeah. So, I mean, I think. Pretzel I think, logic. I'm sorry. Yeah, I just said. Tourette's, yeah. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. Yeah. No, pretzel logic is an interesting one. And, and I get a hundred percent why people were disappointed with it, you know, and I guess the only thing I will say about that one <clears throat> is that I now listen to it more on that format the the ap because i hear so much more in the record than i ever heard before even though i know it lacks a little bit of the top end so to me it it really opened up the recording in ways that i didn't expect so i probably looked at a little more clinically i guess i would say you know what i mean and i think a lot of people just threw it off to the side because it didn't it didn't quite have the highs the other did and I think that's a mistake for them. I think they're missing something, honestly. But, you just yeah. turn up the treble a little bit. That's it. <laughs> yeah, you can. <laughs> you can do that. You, you just need a big that. volume knob. That's all. Big, big knob. That's it. Yeah. But the issue is, I mean, so what would we want? Would we want that brightness there if that was a problem? In other words, do we, we don't know what those test pressings sounded like that came to it using a traditional method and mm -hmm. coming up and saying, okay, well, that really doesn't sound that good. You know, getting the traditional, trying to make the top end seem sweet and whatever. So, uh, you know, I try not to say, hey, somebody just went and effed up. Uh, there was a reason for it, but it defies explanation. And a lot of people don't want to hear the explanation, honestly. So it's just like, screw it, move on, you know, kind of thing. So uh, that bothers me a little bit because people, I think, sometimes get a little too, uh, they're, they're not invested enough to really listen to it more intently in a different way. I think that's helpful to do. David, do you ever think you're going to break somebody's heart? Like, in a way, ignorance is bliss. You're right. It's funny, like, when I, I just... We, we can all go back in time and say there was a time before matrix numbers and there was a time yeah. before we listened to all these uh, – we, we knew what the different labels meant and all that stuff where we just put a record on listen to it and freaking loved it. You're right. And never – but now that we be, yeah. we're super analytical and as soon as well, I tell someone, oh, guess what? There's sibilance on this horn. Yeah. Now they're going to listen for it in here. I just ruined their <laughs> life. It. You're right. But that's why, that's why the first four words, letters of analytical are – 
Oh boy! Oh there boy! You go. Here we go. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, but here's the truth. I, you know, how much I've broken my own heart when I thought I spent 125 dollars for something, and now I found something for 60 that sounds better. I just devalued the very product that I'm going to probably try and sell now. <laughs> you know, think about it for a minute. Yeah. I just went out and told a bunch of people. <laughs> So, 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 da so, so David, David, I think we can say you're the one we've been talking about this whole time. So, thank you, David, for owning up. <laughs> I was going to say, I think he was one of the names that Arnaldo wasn't going to mention. <laughs> no, I'm totally kidding. Totally kidding. Yeah, but I'm having an auction this well, weekend, by the way. But, but David, you, David, you pay. <laughs> David, you pay for all your records. That's right, I do. Okay, you don't have a store. Nope. So you don't have a vested interest. Well, no, I don't. No, absolutely don't. No, no, I don't. I don't get any promos or any demo. I don't get anything. Because one of the reasons for that is I don't. I want to be able to say what I want to say. Yeah. Um, because at the end of the day, it comes well, down to you, your audience, right? It comes yeah. down to being honest. Incredibility. And like, as soon as you start to like skirt around that, like how can you sleep at night to Arnaldo's point? It's like, and you're just a salesperson. Like, that's not why I'm doing this. I'm doing this because I care about the people that I'm talking to. And I want them to know at least my opinion, right? To Jose's fact, like point, like in everyone's point is like, I'm not the end all be all. I have one yeah. system, one set of ears, one all, you know, from different from you, but I'm just going to give you my opinion, <clears throat> do what you want, but it's not influenced by like right. trying to just sell this or whatever um yeah and the other thing you, is do I, you think do you think that if they disclose this was a promo copy or a view a review copy that i was sent they get the benefit of the doubt you're supposed to you're supposed well, to well, well a lot of them don't yeah, yeah. you know i i, I will say that one of the things that i'm really am sad about is that people are Everybody tells you like what to listen to and all that. And I, at least for me, one of the things I love about going to a record store is going to a record store and seeing a record I've never seen before and buying it. But I don't think people do it nowadays because if if certain people people didn't tell you that it was good, it's probably going to be shit. So that little thing about going to record stores and finding out by yourself some stuff. It's I don't know. People are going to miss it out if they don't start, you know, listening to their own head. Mm -hmm. Even a credit might excite you. You know, somebody playing the same piano and some record or, you know, that's worth it. But I don't I don't know how much our people are doing it now. They are so influenced by what people should buy, you know, just if but it, it goes down to also just regular people. We're not talking audiophiles that are reviewing yeah. the sound quality. It's right. People on Pitchfork that are writing about records, they all get preview copies. None of they don't all go. None of them go out and buy records. Yeah. They all get either preview links or preview copies to listen to the record. So beforehand, before the record comes out, because you want the hype, you want the yeah. review to hit before the record sure. is out. So, I mean, should we get? It's to say it's always been like that, you know. But there are some of those people, yeah, now. I mean, I think Melinda, she says it, though, when she gets one. She will say that in her review, which is good. I think no, but I, I, don't, yeah. I don't mind if people get, like, uh, a, a copy of something. But if they specify that they can talk openly about it, because, to be honest, like, in my mind, if somebody gets a free copy, they can trash it. 
But what happens sometimes in the VC is that the opposite happens because they want more of those records. They know if they, they trash it, they're not going to get more. Well, that was going to be my point. It's like, how, how likely are you if somebody gives you something and yeah. you're going to say this is a piece of crap? It's a psychological <laughs> thing. I just feel like if someone gives it to you, you're going to feel obligated to say something nice, right? There's only one channel that I no, saw. There, there's, there's, there's one. one no, there's just one thing. No, no, no. I just want to, when you I just want to add something to what Jason said about you, you're going to say something nice. No, you either say something nice or you don't say something, nothing at all. So leave it out, if yeah. you have nothing to, if you can't say anything nice about it, you just ignore it. Right. And, and, and you know what? Sometimes reviews are like 10 minutes. No, Jose, hold on. I interrupted Jason. Jason, right. spill the beans. <laughs> There's only one channel that I knew that ever said something that uh, he got it for free and he didn't care for it. And he said that it didn't sound as good as the original box set. I'll ask the panelists to guess who it is. Oh, no, no, we're not playing a game. Come on now. Come on, <laughs> okay, now. you don't want to play the game? It was on no. Michael 45's channel. He was given the uh, Stones mono box set, the color vinyl, and he said it didn't compare up to the uh, original, the black vinyl wrestling. I can appreciate that. And he said it. Who gave it like, to him? Was it uh, Amazon or who gave it to him, I wonder? I have no idea. I think it was Abco who gave it to him. Who? Um, Abco. I, Oh, Abco. Abco. Okay. The company that owns the yeah, yeah, right, So, I mean, right. a lot of people during that time when that reissue came out, like a lot of people got it for free. I think Melinda got it, so, right? But was it yeah. the sound or the pressing? Well, I think it was the sound. He didn't like it. He said it's it didn't compare. It's you know? the same okay. But I mean, I'm, I'm, my point is time. like he's the only one that I've ever seen who didn't yeah. sit, like who said, honestly, he didn't like it. You know, no one else who's had like bigger channels, you know, they've either praised it or said something, you know, no one's ever just shut the hell up, you know, and not say anything about it. Hey, if anybody wants to send me free records, I'll give you my address. I don't get any of that. Go in any bar in St. Louis, you can find that address. <laughs> and then, I mean, like I said, this is like not a diss against Michael 45. No, yeah, you're, yeah, it's credibility. Yeah, you're saying that's right. right. So the credibility, I mean, I think that's the thing, right? Like we're saying that some people's credibility is tarnished, you know, because they're not being honest, you know. But I mean, I'm like I said earlier, it's a business, you know. Yeah. I, will say, I will say that as somebody that grew up reading a lot of like Lester Bang reviews and a, a bunch of written reviews, I sometimes find it funny when I when the whole review of the record it's it sounds amazing. I can't believe it. Yeah. It is good. It's really good. It sounds it sounds I mean I I heard it like three what times and, and I think it's incredible. And it's like, oh fuck yeah, whoa. It's, it's, I feel like a five-year-old telling me that his favorite candy is red. <laughs> What's your favorite pa power rate? Uh, uh, blue. All right. Well, the other thing is when you hear it, it, you hear it alone all by itself and don't yeah. have to compare to anything. It's a little bit. You yeah, know. so that's, that's something that's that happens to me a lot. It's like when I see a review that I'm actually interested in, in hearing out. For example, like the Black South one, that I, I, I the Vinyl Me Please one. I think it sounds good, but the problem with it is just that it was EQ in a way that it sounds very modern. And uh, uh, we're gonna have a show off. 
Jose. Okay. Is that the replacement copy, Chance? No, this this is the other copy. The replacement's downstairs. Oh, they, they sent it to you. They did. They did. Yeah. Wow. Kudos to them. They had the copies set aside for replacements. I was worried, but they took care of it. They to their credit, so now yeah. they have to do it on my Fleetwood Mac because that one came through and yeah. yeah. So when you say eco EQ choices, what do you mean by that? Why does uh, that? It, it just it just sounds like, for example, uh, like uh, when you show me that the cars reissue, okay, it, it it felt that the frequencies that were cutting in the record were probably like getting a little noisy, so they cancel them, and the, the upper floor of the record, it just it just sounds like the reverb was taken down, and you can't do that because you're not remixing it. So in the master. The frequency uh, has been like probably it looks like probably like this. It's an analog one, right? But if you see a digital one, it probably looks like this at the end of the spectrum, and it's probably because they took out that, so it sounds more modern, a little drier. Yeah. The reverb is not there, yeah. and I mean it does make it seem a little bit heavier. I think this is one of my favorite Black Sabbath records, and it's very doomy, you know, and very sleep. And everybody, you're, you're you're sounding like somebody else, Jose. Why? Why are you? Because you said it sounds like very doom, very dark. You're sounding like somebody else who described it. <laughs> and, not, and not to toot my own horn, but yeah. when I talked when I talked about that Black Sabbath, I had a BMG. European pressing, which I had no problem, and you know my relationship, in saying it does not sound good. It sounds muffled, and the vinyl me please just blows it out of the water. I didn't even need to get into detail when I said it sounds muffled, because I'm already trashing, you know. Yeah. I I just, I think that it's... And I work for BMG, so I really have, you know, yeah, I did get it for free. For but example, I have no problem saying that it doesn't sound good. It doesn't sound as good as I, the money, please. I don't have an original, um, but I just well, got I'll let you know when I get my uh, stuff in the spring, I'll be getting all my vertigos. They're all in storage. I'll get them. And so you're, I will say that I will say that Ohio, yeah, Ohio storage. Yeah. Yeah. I hadn't, I hadn't bought this and I just <laughs> traded someone else for this copy. And it sounds incredibly good, but the jacket, it's absolute piece of shit. What, what are you holding, cool. Jose? Remember, That's we have Speaker's Corner. Speaker's Corner. It's Speaker Corner's uh, version of Lou Reed Transformer. Got it. The, the jacket itself, it looks like, even to compare it to the crappy uh, version that uh, Lou Reed approved. Say the, the RCA wasn't good either. <laughs> the jacket, but the, the record does sound incredibly good. It's incredibly there. good. Base but the holiday, jacket, man. The jacket, it's horrible. Yeah, well, so, so, I mean, but, I, but I've heard in the reviews that I saw when this came out was that the jacket looked like you were looking at a mirror, like, oh my God, am I, am, am I, whoa, it was incredible, but it, it's not like that. So, uh, again, sometimes I would like if the review were a little more, hey, you know, they Bowie was, David Bowie was uh, around when this happened. Oh, he co produced it. Oh, all right. Like a little bit, just just a little bit, a little bit of something about the the record, but no, it's ten minutes of somebody telling me it sounds amazing, great. The 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 bass went woof, 
And, uh, you know, it's just a little depressing to me. I don't Anytime somebody tells me uh, the bass going, woof, I can't throw my credit card down fast enough. <laughs> I got to be honest. That's, that's that's how I do it, you know. When, and when they say the bass went woof, woof, I mean, uh, I might as well, I'm literally emptying out my pockets. I look like I'm a prison bitch because I got my pockets and somebody's going to grab it from me. So. You're at the side of a road, like putting your credit card. How about, how about the bass is so good? I hope you don't have the runs because it's going to just pull it right out. David Bianco. That diaper box, <laughs> that, diaper box that uh, everybody tells me going to shit on when they announce the records, dry. Diaper, Extreme. yeah, we're diapers for this one. The bass is so good. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you see, this came out. What do you got, David? T tell our visually impaired Stevie, people what Stevie Nicks um, oh. album called Trouble and Shangri La never been released. On well, Bible. it's fun, David. You raise an interesting point because uh, wasn't that in the box set that they just released and said the first time ever, and then they released all these on top of them? I don't know. I don't know what's in the box. I say that because I bought the box set for my wife, and uh, then uh, all of a sudden they released the ones never on vinyl, that one included. Yeah. Well, now they're, they're available. Wait, did they release – what's the album of hers that I really love that they never released on vinyl? Uh, i got to look it up. Well, I can tell you it's, it's from the, 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 the cocaine is my best friend period of Stevie's career. Actually, yeah. Arnaldo just saw Stevie in concert. Arnaldo, give us a 30-second review. Cool. What would you say? Oh, she was amazing. Amazing. <laughs> no, Jose, God bless you. You had that record literally. You're oh, probably sitting see, on it. That's the one. This is my, my wife is like a huge experience. So is my wife. Yeah. No, her voice her voice still sounds amazing. Cool. Um maybe a tad lower, but um lower she just what do you mean lower? She just has to turn up the EQ knob. <laughs> you mastered her voice. Can turn, turn up the treble. Turn up the treble. Right. Uh, no, a slightly lower register. Um, her band is great. You got my friend was like, oh, does she still have the creepy guitar player with the long white hair? Yes, Wadi is still there. Um, <laughs> he has a name. Speak power. He, well, he doesn't know. He doesn't know his name. I was like, yeah, creepy that's guy. Creepy guy. <laughs> But um, he's in the band, and um, she actually did she did the duet um, that she does with Don Henley, uh, Leather and Lace, or yeah. Leather and Lace, right? Leather and Lace, yeah. And she brought out, after a very long introduction, she, she talked a lot. She told a lot of stories during the show, like very personal background stories of regarding songs and regarding people in her life. Um and she brought her brought out her vocal coach mm. to duet with her. There's videos on YouTube. He sings Don Henley's part, and he's fantastic. Um, and she's like <laughs> my best friend since like '95 when um, the cocaine she, she tied she hired him because um, she didn't want to. She was really sick and didn't think she could do a show, and she wanted to cancel. And her friend. Uh, introduced her she said no you have to meet this vocal coach friend of mine mm. um, and he will help you get through the show uh after spending about a few hours with her she went back to rest in her room and she said i did the show i wasn't in top shape but i did things that i didn't think i could do and since then uh he whether he has been present on tour with her 
to um, do the vocal warm-ups with her um, every night before she goes on stage or whether she has a tape of his to use for vocal warm-ups. Um, she's like, I, we've been inseparable and he's always been very close to me and a dear friend. And she brought him out and they did a great version of it. Where, where do you uh, saw her live? What venue? Uh, let's not talk about that. Uh, it's, <laughs> a new right. venue. it's a new venue in uh, not far from Queens, from where I am. Uh, it's the UBS Arena in uh, Elmont. UBS. UBS. The yeah. company sponsor. Yeah, the financial company, UBS. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. All right. Um, so, so, David, so Chance, David, is, this, uh, is this in the set in your dreams? Is that one in the set on Vine? Oh, I'm going to have to look it up. Hang on a second. Man, one, are you not a writer? Who, who this is, is a great album. I, I got it on CD, but I don't think it's ever been released on vinyl. It's called In Your Dreams. Yeah, That's 2011. 2011. Yeah. Uh, doesn't show any. Doesn't show any vinyl under Discogs. I can tell you that. Is that? Uh, yes. Smith? Did he produce the record? Who? I'm sorry. Who's Dave the guy with of the Arithmics. He's on the. I think that's him on the yeah. back cover. That looks yeah. like Dave. Dave Stewart. Yeah. Let me look. Oh. Lori Nix? Stevie Nix. Lori Nix is a backing vocalist. Your sister. Yeah, yeah. Hang on. So so David, while you're doing that, I'm gonna watch yeah. this. We're gonna we're gonna do it's like dueling banjos. We're dueling presentations. Let's, let's try this. <laughs> Look at Rob Cavallo, huh? Looking all nice. Oh, hang on. I'm just I'll come back to you, Bianco. But this yeah, is fine. the uh, so this fine. is the box set. I don't want to print it. Hang on. Uh Oh, golly. In your dreams. It's there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, right there. Yeah, so in your dreams. Yeah, so this was billed as first time on vinyl, complete studio albums. So, yeah, this was a $300 pickup I got from my wife for Christmas. Okay. And then literally, as as is prone to do, very similar to what we were talking about before, uh, magically, the albums that were never pressed on vinyl and were only available in this box set, poof, they were available <laughs> In single release, and they just came out. So funny how that works. Back maybe then. that one will. Yeah, maybe that one will come out. Did you just okay. get that, David? Um, Trouble in Shangri La. Yes, I just got it at a man. Barnes and Noble had some really nice stuff. Just kind of, I say weird, but you know they um, have stuff. They have stuff they just pull out, of, pull out of inventory, and that they, looks like they reissued the um, the very best of Stevie Nicks. Is pretty good. It, yeah. They, now hang on. Are you talking about the twenty-four carat one? Because that one had that, that one had a, a, a known issue of being warped, especially the early pressing. Mine is flat as fucking Texas. It's just like my Walmart one's really flat. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. The, the, the first ones that came out, there are a lot of returns. I know because we the live one or the collection. The collection. Collection. Yeah. The, the, the live one, the one with the blue cover. That, that one yeah. we had no problems with. That one, but the the collection, yes. Return Wait, it's not on it's not on vinyl on Amazon. I was gonna try to get it, but hey, Jason Spins, we had a question earlier. I wanted to ask. Uh, I saved it because I'm I'm trying to be a good host. Uh, Jeffrey Beaumont, hopefully, he's still here. He asks where he just said, "I need the Bobby Hutcherson record featuring Dave's wool cap and poster." Boom! Is that? I assume that Dave's that was. Yeah, there it is. Look at it. I, we could have listen. We could have had a beanie off. We could have had Rojas. We could have had the two Jasons <laughs> dueling beanies because that is a that is a signature Rojas look. He's got a nice red one. He shares with uh, T Swizzle. Oh, yeah. Right. Um. Peterson record feature. Yeah, I have it. You want me to show it to you? Hold on. 
Oh boy. Yep. Do a Jose. Do a Jose. They did one photo shoot for two albums where he wears it. So hang on. Uh Oh, now hang on. While you're pulling that up, we have the man who is addicted to live streams. His name is Norman Maslow. Oh, man. He's here. He did it. He found it. He did it. Spins. Wow, you got a, you got some significant Hutcherson going on there. Well, that. by the way, th- these are not cheap, man. I, I was very happy to pick these up. eBay pickup for semi reasonable price, but there, <laughs> there it is. Which one do you nope. need, man? This one or this one? Wow, you can't have mine, but you know, I, I recently hat on today. I recently got a Grail that I wanted from eBay, but the it like there was an auction and the. The first, like the original pricing was 60 bucks and I was the only person that, that, that bid on it. So I got it for 60 bucks, but the guy jumped the shipping price to 40 bucks oh, yeah. inside oh, the U.S. just because he was probably like butthurt from the, the price. Oh, so he was trying like, to make I'm it up on the shipping. At least. So, uh, can, so can we hear Mazzy's uh, opinion on our topic, the red well, so, topic? You oh, well, hang on. Hang on, is that, it, that's is the, it, top, is the topic top not record store day? Oh, well, that was, was the first one. We beat that yeah, one today. Yeah. Right. That was the first so, topic. Fuck Danny Harrison on picture day. I'm sorry. I what? still want him. Can you get him for me? Okay. All right. <laughs> Are you talking about the, the, the George What's Harrison? Yeah, George Harrison's son. Mazzy was smeeching him in the comments. No, no, the, the hot topic, Mazzy, is the role of the influencer in. in uh, Steering their audience to not buy, for lack of a better word, things they shouldn't buy. As somebody with probably the largest channel of all of our channels combined, um, where do you find where do you find yourself? Because your, your voice does have some weight in this area, and, and well, I don't think you would intentionally lead anyone astray. But you do have no, some uh, degree of responsibility, I, right? It, it, the irony is, after I did that, um, uh, the record store day list, I just went through my. It was interesting watching yours after I watched mine. As I said in your comments, a generational thing, we had a different idea of what we liked and what we didn't like. You like you couldn't give a shit about Gene Clark, and I fucking love Gene Clark. So I love that stuff. But oh, the by irony, way, I haven't watched it, man. Sorry if I interrupt. That Gene Clark on 4AD. Yeah. Well, is that the one you talked what about? What I said is, I, I don't know. I Okay, I did this cold. I didn't look at the details. I didn't go like chance going into each one. I did it. Lucy Goosey, but I have the 4AD box set. So my guess is that has stuff in the box set that I already have. So I probably don't need it, but I love, I fucking love that stuff. But I will, what I, it, the irony is I said that thing and I kind of did a little shout. I said, Hey, craft and Hey, whatever. Within 45 minutes, I got two emails from two of the labels I mentioned saying, hey, do you want some of this stuff? Which is cool. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so are you going to praise it? Or are you going to poke its eye out? Which one? No, but, but, yeah. but seriously, if I don't like something, I'll either say that or I won't show it. And I've gotten a freebies that I haven't shown because I don't like it. So as a, quote, influencer, I, I do have a passion of that. If I love something, I will say how much I love it. Like, I, you know, I did – I did praise the rhino shit and I and I dumped on all those fucking rhino picture discs, you know, but I love that they're doing uh, a Captain Beefheart and they're doing uh, the uh, solo record by um, uh, um, George, uh, George. 
Lola I love, love that record. Now we'll see what the extras are, but I love that stuff. So as an quote influencer, if that's the thing, if I love something, I'm going to promote it. Yeah. Yeah. Captain B fart, you know, <laughs> Jose is just yeah. looking to flex because this is a hell of a mustache on this album cover. I, I just want to see this is the worst cover that's ever yeah, been. Yeah, that's kind of a cheesy cover, definitely. <laughs> it's a piece of shit cover. I, but I it looks it. like it was drawn in, by a prisoner with that a light It looks like he's in a, a, a Robert Rodriguez film poster. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it looked like that. It was yeah. Robert Rodriguez with a slurred eye, yes. Yeah. You know, I've been, I've been to that town where they shot uh, Once Upon a Time in Mexico like 10 times. And every time I'm there, I look up the whitest guy I could possibly be American. And I go, hey, you know that they shot Once Upon a Time in Mexico here? And they go, no way. They start taking photos of the whole place. It's pretty, it's pretty. So follow up from the gallery, Mazzy, maybe this is for you. So Music in the House, is, is the level of criticism lowered when you get it for free? Where do no, you line I, on okay. this? I, I think that's a bullshit comment because think those of you that grew up in the time of the the, the <clears throat> great, the great record reviewers, whether you like That's Robert right. Briscoe or That's anyone on Rolling right. Stone or John Peel or Lester Banks, email Lester Banks. <laughs> every reviewer got free records. It doesn't mean they liked everything. Dave Marsh, whoever it is. So I think that's total bullshit. Arnaldo is shaking his head like uh, somebody, like he's in church. If we have an audience. If we have an audience, you know. I will never show records and just say it's great just because I got it for free ever. So I think that's a bullshit thing. It's bullshit oh. that don't people don't do it or it's bullshit. If, if people, well, do I think do it's it. a bullshit people criticizing it when they say like now YouTubers, some of us get records for free. I mean, again, or, if, you, if anyone wants or, to send me records, concertbuddy at gmail.com. Okay. Well, Thank what you. What about the great <laughs> film critics, Pauline kale or all these great film critics they would see movie screenings for free. Do you criticize them for criticizing a movie? It's not about buying the record. It's, we talk about the music, if we like it or not, whether we get it free or pay for it. Mazzy, are you going to get the, the records? The issue, it, it all started from the this will sell out or um, the buy now, cry later. That is the stuff that. Well, that's but it's, who not, said it's, that? Not, it's not a criticism. It's not an opinion. Who said the buy now cry nader? That was the guy that made the records, not the reviewer. And but then, but then you have the this will sell out from the guy who really sells records. You know exactly. So that's what that's what originated my you know my thought was like okay enough of these people these influencers or these people that have a huge audience that are trying to. Um, hype up things just to get people to buy them. And it has nothing to do with criticism, like saying this is a great record or this is a great pressing, well, right? Okay, I'll admit, I've gotten free records from Arnaldo. Arnaldo <clears throat> works from a label. I've gotten maybe 20 free records from him or something. I don't know what. 20? Holy happened. shit, Arnaldo! <laughs> <laughs> no, but I haven't, literally, what I haven't I loved. Liver? Christ's sake, come on, man. I, no. <laughs> I, he knows where the gravy train is. You know, I I loved, <laughs> I loved a lot of the records he sent me. There were some, some I didn't love. I, it just happened to be accidentally. In fact, I bought it. The one he was going to send me was my favorite record of last year. I actually bought it. Yeah, so, strange yeah. enough, his and favorite record of the year was his records. So, so it, that it's nothing. It has nothing to do with getting free records if you like something. 
And for me, at least, I don't, I can't speak for anyone else. Fair enough. Bianco, yeah. taking the words out of your mouth, what do you got? Well, I think it, you know, some of the people who are getting them, I think are people who maybe aren't as professional or they're not journalists or they're not as close to the community. So maybe they have, uh, maybe their motivations are a little bit different, you know, in that regard, because to them, it's like, wow, I'm getting stuff out of the blue. My gosh, you know, how do you, how do you handle that? So I think the people that have credibility, it's fine. I just think there's more people who are on the edge. So to speak. how do you judge that? Who has credibility or not? I mean, I don't know. I don't uh, It's a good well, question. Yeah, well, if you if someone says to me, you know, I just started buying records a year ago, and it really sounds Fair great enough. to me. Like, yeah, that <laughs> person probably wouldn't you get free you records. Remember, and it well, it depends happens. how many views they're getting. You know, people get views for the dumbest reasons. Yeah. No, I've you seen, know. I've seen, imagine, <laughs> I've seen Biomi Police give free records to channels that have like three months of. Okay. Being a chat. could be. I've never got a free vinyl me please record. Do you do you guys do you guys remember American Beauty, Annette Benning? Yes. yes. She, she played a real estate agent, an aspiring yes. real estate agent, and she was in bed with uh the more uh, not say, the more successful one. Okay. Because she was trying Did, to get Kevin Spacey yeah. beat off in the shower in that movie. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. But what, what she said All was, I remember were roses, rose petals. Well, I love that movie. movie. It's a great well, what movie. she said was, and it stuck with me for like 30, 20 years that it's been out. Apparently. To be successful, you have to portray the image of success. Oh. I agree that you have to be um, positive and uh, uplifting. I, you know, American but, movie. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Everyone's everyone's got to do their own thing. Whatever works for them. That's all I. I think to Arnaldo's point, it's like if you if you own a record store and you're stuck with fifty copies of a pressing, you're and you make a video saying, "This is the greatest pressing. Everybody go buy this. They're selling out." It's not an objective. It's, you're not reviewing the record at that point, right? You're just trying True, to right. get rid of overstock. True. True. Right. right. But do you think people actually? will buy it because of that? I mean, yes. I well, think if they're a big enough influence, we're saying is that you have a big enough channel. <laughs> J- Jason, uh, that's a good question, actually. But okay, let's take the probably the biggest vinyl. There's two people that have the biggest record store vinyl community in a way, and that is um, uh, Dylan and uh, Ingroove. And oh, I think both of them are passionate about music. Obviously, they're both in their own way passionate about what they sell. And I think uh, Mike at Ingroove is, is pretty passionate. Does he, does he promote something that maybe has extra stock on? Maybe. But I think ultimately it's up to you and I as the buyer to decide if, if we like Mike's or Dylan's taste or, or, or your taste, Jason, or, or, or Davis chase or my taste, you know, there are people that buy stuff when I, when I do these, Records of old yeah. records, not not even yeah. new. The, the music stupid things. I get like ten people that say, "I just checked out that record yeah. because they trust me." They might not like it. Wait, wait Massey, I have a question for you. Yeah. By the way, did you got that in uh, the bathroom? No, this is the rehoming. This is the rehoming part. This is Anyway, okay. Did you got that uh, all American analog set for free? I didn't. I bought it. I bought it. How do you know them? I know. 
they, they came around in 2005. I heard, I had their first yeah. album. I, right. I saw them when they came through San Francisco. I actually really liked them. I don't know their whole catalog. No, but, but I, I'm glad you have it because, you know, Numero Group, one of my favorite labels of all time. Jose, I, we got Jose, uh, KRWD would like you to check the equal, uh, equalizer. The, uh, you know, just because I'm an old guy in San, San Francisco, <laughs> I'm just San Francisco, like Seattle, like Austin, is one of those cities the bands would come around, and I saw them, and I just like their kind of lo-fi thing, and I like I don't I don't know all their records, but I got the thing what three or four months ago that Numero Group was putting this out. I fucking love this record. I, lo- I, have, I, love, I love those records. Do you, I don't do you know all the records. I don't know the music. That's fine. Right. I'm happy. I'm happy you got it. No, I'm actually yeah. happy you got but it. But see, if you like music, you like music. It doesn't matter when it came out. But 2005, I, I've been listening to a lot of newish <laughs> music. This is one of my favorite sets. I and, love it. Um, Numero Group, that one, and I don't know if you have the Duster one. It's kind of like uh, the other band that I got into because of that comp. Now, I did get a free record from Light in the Attic of the Acetones, the comp. I did not know the Acetones. I totally missed that band. But that comp like turned me on to the Acetones, and I thought that's a fucking great record. I want to get – I think their other records were reissued last year. I want to check them out. But I love Acetones. If you If you – Want to hear some great music around this time? Maybe a little earlier, maybe the nineties. The Acetones, but you know, Numero Group, like uh, the Charlie Majira stuff. I I just love the fact that they can reissue a lot of bands that are really expensive, and they do like a neat box set, less than a hundred bucks. That's amazing. I mean, yeah. and they're all tip on jackets, and they're quality. This, this is an excellent set. If you don't know music. It's kind of lo-fi. You know, it's funny. They do this comparison to crowd rock. I don't think it's that crowd rock. No, it's 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 like it's like Yo La Tengo, if they were mellower. They're, they're yeah. sort of like... Uh, it's like, got a little flute, lute, a little flute thing happening. It's psychedelic, yeah. but... It's like... Uh, uh, you know Galaxy 500? Yeah, it's a little like a little like them. One minute, 37 seconds later. I remember the first time somebody made fun of me in a fake account. You know? yeah, right. It's just, it's just whatever, you know. And it was not even... No. Is anyone excited about... Um, what's his name? Uh, the Dalai Lama with Anusha... Anusha Jose brought that record up. Jose Nobody brought that record up. When I, said I haven't been here. I haven't been here. I apologize. All right. Yeah, I'm... I'm um I, I, I sometimes read the Dalai Lama. So. Do you think that's any good or not? Hello I mean, Dali. I, I hope it is. I'm actually gonna buy it. So well, know. it's funny when I did that thing, you know, I said, Hey crafts craft reach out to me, so I asked him for a copy of that. Wait, but I I'm a big, big fan of the did, did someone say Dolly? Not that it's hello Dolly. Hello, Jens. Please, yeah. this logo, I, you're taking away my screen view. It's like, you've been more than fair, Arnaldo. I'll take off the branding. You, there we go. I can do. If you don't know Anushka Put it in the Shankar, corner. In the, in bottom the, right, the, bottom right. Corner. Move it. An, Anushka yeah. Shankar is, um, is Nora Jones' stepsister, Ravi Shankar's daughter. And if you ever saw the concert for George, the film, the concert, yes. she leads... Uh, the Indian musicians on the piece that uh, Ravi Shankar wrote, and she's the leader. She's amazing. 
great sitar player, great uh, musician. Yeah, I, ha- I have a few of her records. Yeah, um, I love her. And but you know she's weird. I don't know anything about that Dalai Lama album. <laughs> it just uh, it can just I respond to the thing. jazz bombs really quick on their question? The answer is no, <laughs> but everybody digs Bill Evans and Youssef Latif. Yes. One minute later. I just want to say that uh, after that beef, talking about the Dalai Lama, it's actually pretty nice. And change your face. So if anybody uh, wants to uh, uh, read a little Dalai Lama before going up. Jose, I do, I do need to chill out. It is getting late, and it's, this is probably the I don't need my blood pressure this high before I go to bed. So. For the new millennium. Hey, you're a, you're a sports dude, Chance. You can get your blood pressure. So I do want to say something since I haven't talked to you since the Super Bowl. I don't, yes. I'm not really into sports that much, but I loved watching the Super Bowl, even though the Niners were lost, and I'm a San Francisco kid. I don't really yes. care. But I thought I thought the Niners played actually better than Kansas, and they had a few missteps, but I thought they actually played better for the whole game. That's my take. I'm a San Francisco I think they should turn up game. the uh, guitars on the television Marky Moon, Rhino reissue. It should never have been mastered by Kevin. <laughs> Jason, should they have turned up Usher's vocals? I have to know. Should they have turned up Usher's vocals? <laughs> well, there's so much talk about Travis Kelsey. I watched a game. And very handsome guy. They make a beautiful couple. If you're into Neanderthals. But... <laughs> No, come on, David. What? This is my field. This is my field. I could say he's a man. <laughs> this is my field. I only saw him from the front. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> this is my team. So I can say Travis Kelsey is very handsome. Oh. But Nick Bosa was a total discovery for me. So I am like now automatically a 49ers fan. (laughs) You know, I just love that the the 49ers quarterback was like 16 years old and he was great. He was fucking, he's like the fifth string. Right. And he was, he's fucking great. He was a seventh round draft pick. Yeah. He was like, literally, I think the last guy drafted in his draft. You know, he hung in there for the most part. And, Oh, All yeah. the problems okay. weren't his, and I'm not even a big sports fan. But I'm I, gonna I, leave I had a good time watching the game, and that it's fine. You know, that was one of the most penalty-free games I've ever seen in my life. Except, you know, that oh, block, taking off that Jose? blocked, right. that blocked field goal. Hey, that that was the Jose. Take the care. Yeah. The extra point, the blocked extra point. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that was heartbreaking. Yeah, but you know. I fine. I'm. I don't get emotional about it because, first of all, they're not even in San Francisco anymore, so they don't really care. <laughs> Santa Clara. That's true. True story. They had to move their candlestick. Well, they dumped. They dumped that place. <laughs> <laughs> David, this is the sea level material, man. Come on now. You you had a full first hour to work up this material, and you and came I think up candlestick and wasn't it. even a real football stadium. It was baseball. So no, you're right. It was. They adapt. They adapted it for the Niners. Well, yeah. So did Wrigley Field. <laughs> Right. Well, wait. What? It wasn't a music venue. I only know about Candlestick because of the Beatles. The Beatles, right? <laughs> really? Um, wow. And I saw the last show there ever was McCartney played there, and they tore it down. That he came back and played there. But um, the Niners used to play at Kizar, where Le- or I saw Led Zeppelin play in Golden Gate Park. But it was too big for a uh, you know a city stadium right in Golden Gate Park. So. 
Um, well, guys, I've had a, I've had a fun live stream. I'm gonna go do some meditation right. and some zen. So I'm gonna wind it down. I, po- uh, yeah, I apologize. Check, go check your blood pressure, dude. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm actually I'm actually gonna uh, go to my local Walmart and buy some records, and uh, I'll sell them tomorrow. Make me feel better. So there you go. Anyway, you're learning, you're learning from the best. Well, I, yeah, apparently I've been doing it wrong the whole time. So I want to thank everybody for tuning in, watching again. Try to make this a, a, a nice refuge from the, from the <laughs> insanity out in the vinyl community. And unfortunately, I, I opened that door. So that's on me. So apologies there. But I want to thank everybody. Arnaldo, Jason Spins Vinyl, Jason Rojas, David Bianco, and then Thanks, the illustrious Norman Maslow, biggest sports fan I know. Thank you guys for joining. <laughs> a lot Thank of fun. Thanks everybody for watching. See you guys. guys. Have good. a good one. Take See care, guys. Bye-bye. See you. And that was another trip around the turntable. Thanks for listening to Vinyl Community Podcasts.